Remember talking to the microphone. I know. I'm trying to breathe. I do it so I don't have a heart attack when I'm doing this. It'll be fine. Okay. Here we go. Hello once again, and welcome to the Light 1031 Podcast, a podcast to help shine the light of Christ and to encourage you in your walk with God. I am your host, Taylor Rogers. Today, we're talking with Pastor Mark, and he is joining us today to answer some questions in a new Ask Pastor Mark series. We have today, and then... Maybe a little later this year, we'll have another. So thanks for joining us, Pastor Mark. <laughs> That's a little odd. I want you to know. It's odd to hear my words coming out of your mouth. Well, that's just how it works, I guess. Yeah. Um, if you are new to the channel, we're so excited to have Taylor uh, joining us today. She's taking on some of the hosting duties uh, for us uh, because this is an Ask, an Ask Pastor Mark section. And today we're going to be talking about teenagers. Me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about uh, Taylor's uh, generation and uh, what it means to really be excited for what's uh, what's sort of coming up. So, Mm -hmm. so Taylor's taking over host duties. Yep. And if she gonna rock it, (laughs) (laughs) and if she does too well, well, my job might be in trouble. So. But as of right now, it's still called like 1031 with Pastor Mark. So, hey, like I'm, I'm still safer so far. Yep, so far until it's Taylor Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Taylor. Well, go ahead and uh, we have what, five, six questions here? Yeah, we have five questions. Today. Okay, so let's, let's get through some of these. All right, so the first one is, what excites you about some of the things teenagers and the younger generation in the church? So one of the things that I get really excited about when we start talking about teenagers and the younger generation of a church, um, number one is that whenever, whenever we hear or whenever we see the teenagers in the church, whenever we hear a teen, whenever we hear kids in a church, I, I always associate that with a church that is actually still alive. It's not mm-hmm. not dying. Yeah. Um, you know, so many churches are pray. They pray for the sound of little babies crying. Mm-hmm. They pray for the opportunity to to minister to teenagers and to kids. Mm-hmm. And so, first, what gets me really excited about having teenagers and kids in a church lets me know that the church is at least healthy enough, just healthy enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part of it, it just comes from being a, a youth pastor for so many years, uh, being, you know, working primarily with teenagers. The thing that I got really excited about was whenever a teenager finally, what I would always call grasp it, whenever their, their religion, their mm-hmm. belief in Jesus became mm-hmm. real. Yeah. Um, it was always one of those things where I would tell people it's like watching, uh, it's just watching, like watching a plant grow. Mm-hmm. Um, because it can happen so fast, it can happen very quickly. Mm-hmm. That's what gets me excited. But also, it's it's the idea of laying down a foundation for uh, for another Christian. Um, yeah. You know, we sometimes I sometimes get away from the idea, but it because I'm always teaching adults. But it is going back and teaching. You know, at some point in time, you have to actually go back and teach. Noah, and mm-hmm. you got to go back and teach Jonah, yep. and you got to go teach um, Samson, mm-hmm. and you got to teach all those those basic stories that mm-hmm. we sometimes feel like are they they sort of become redundant. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason they're redundant. They're laying down the foundation of us trusting God, mm-hmm. uh, that God loves us, He died for us, and that mm-hmm. salvation is only through Him. Mm-hmm. 
they can build, uh, continue to build on their Christian walk. Mm-hmm. Um, but those, those are some of those things that I really do enjoy. And uh, one of the things that you see me do here at Lighthouse that we've done a couple of times is I love going in and teaching uh, little kids, little kids on, during Sunday school, mm-hmm. even though that really scares me. Scares you? Yeah, it scares me. Um, you know, if you ask me to teach adults. Mm-hmm. Easy for you? Easy. It's a breeze. Yeah, I can do that all day. Mm-hmm. You know, you put me in front of like eight or nine, like little, you know, five-year-olds, you know, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, you just can't do it. No, no, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's a daunting task. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's really great to so that I want them to be able to see that I'm their pastor as well. Mm-hmm. That's very important. I feel like in a church for a pastor to connect with the younger kids in the church. Yes. Uh, because, you know, we always sort of pick on like little John John or someone that's Mm -hmm. running through. I want them to feel just as comfortable of coming up to me and talking to me Mm -hmm. just as much as I do, you know, Ray or Bob or one of the adults. I want, I want that little kid to be able to have that same, um, trust Mm -hmm. with me. Yeah. Okay. The next question is specifically this generation. So basically me (laughs) (laughs) it's all about you yeah Um, (laughs) just kidding um what excites me about your generation is just the the willingness to dive into certain things like Mm -hmm. if it really is in your wheelhouse yeah your group uh your generation will dive into it headlong Mm -hmm. um I don't think that your group does not have as much what I call cultural Christianity as, you know, older groups have. For your group, even in this area, like it's, you have the kids that really are in church and and they're really, really in church. And you have those who are not and they're really, really not. And it's the ones that are in between are fewer and fewer between there's, there's just, there's just less in that group. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I think, you know, going even back to my generation, I felt like there was a lot, you know, there was a lot on that, that cusp. Yeah. Uh, but now there's just, there's just less because you guys are, you really are, you're all in on one thing. Mm-hmm. You're either all in or you're not. Yeah. And there's not a, not a whole lot in between. No. Um, the other thing is, is that you guys are not as, Hesitant to ask questions, uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, and I, I think that comes to dealing with you and Cameron so mm-hmm. much. But and, and I know your PKs, but your pastor's kids, and there's sometimes that interferes. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, from what I'm able to mostly see, if there's a question, you'll go find it. Uh, you'll go find yeah. it on YouTube or yeah. TikTok, or you know, you'll go Google something mm-hmm. before. You know, before it really even starts developing in your own head. Yeah. Um, those are the things that really excite me. Uh, you know, a great example for us would be going to Caswell. Yeah. You know, think about, think about the teenagers you saw at Caswell last year. Yeah. Those that were there, I mean, there was very few. I mean, there, of course, there's a couple of kids that get sort of sucked into it and they have yes. to come. But for the most part. They're head deep in and, like, they'll, they'll do it. And they're committed to it, which I like that a lot about Caswell. Is you go and everybody... Not everybody, but most everybody wants to do wants to do mission work. They want to serve God, and that's what I love most about. Kansas and that's the reason they're there. Yeah, because they're gonna do it. Right. 
uh, and that's and so those are the things that really do really do excite me. Mm-hmm. You know, but then there's the other side of it. Yeah. So is there anything that frustrates you about? I think the thing that frustrates me is how clear cut it is. So that there is no in between. There is no in between. Like mm-hmm. so, like the convincing part of it. Mm-hmm. It's almost already there. It's almost already there. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if I think I was doing this with your brother the other day, it was one of those things that we were trying. I was trying to do something. I was trying to problem solve, and he didn't want to have anything to sort of do with it. Mm-hmm. So he didn't. Like he just stopped. He just yeah. And that sort of frustrates me because one of the things that that I uh, and one of my personality traits is that if I don't understand something, I'll sort of fight and fight and fight and fight until I can understand it. Yeah. Um, where the frustration frustrating for your the, the upcoming generation is, if you really don't want to and you really don't want to understand it, you're not going to. You just won't. Yeah. Like it just it's like a on off switch mm-hmm. of. You either are in or you're not. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 one of the frustrating things to me. Yeah. I think the other sort of frustrating thing that, that comes to mind is how much you guys don't don't engage with the things that are coming around you. Like you you guys consume so much information, but you really don't know what you're like you never really know what you're learning. Mm-hmm. Um and that's that's a worry that I have, you know, frustration slash worry that I have. You guys are so used to hearing, you know, you, like you know, pick a pick a social media app and you'll scroll through it. Mm-hmm. Well, in what I what I'm constantly seeing is just because this video and that video and the third video are all lined up, mm-hmm. you kind of treat them all equally. Yeah, and it's not necessarily like you're perceiving what's being said or mm-hmm. what's being told. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that can become a frustration for me. It's because if you're not really paying attention, you sort of treat everything equally, mm-hmm. even though... It's not equal. It's like different things. Oh, yeah. And there's, there's levels of importance. Yeah. Certain and, things will be more important to us than other things. Yeah, and they, no, and they should be. Yeah. But so, so often... Uh, just it'll just be everything sort of gets equal treatment because it's all it's all the same. I mean, it's all the same size. I kind of make fun of that, but mm-hmm. it really is. You know, every every YouTube video is the same size. Mm-hmm. Every, every TikTok, is every the TikTok same or size. Instagram, everything's just everything. The same yeah, size. and I think because of that visual cue. You got your group, and I will say, and it's not everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. we're making some big generalizations here, mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's one of the frustrating things: is how do I help as a pastor? How do I help help you help the next generation really start learning how to put more value on things, determine which things are sort of which things are better, which things are more biblical, mm-hmm. and then. Lean more into those things, and then almost try to avoid the others, mm-hmm. uh, because if we don't, uh, you'll just sort of well, you know what we sort of sort of just call um, death scroll. Yeah, you're you're sort of listening, and you're not really paying it's attention. A, no, you're not. 
and through that's whenever there's the opportunity to hear things where you don't necessarily agree with. Mm-hmm. And so we have to constantly be mindful of those things. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big keys for me, especially me as pastor moving forward with, mm-hmm. you know, your generation's coming up. I mean, it's it's happening more and more. And if we're a good, healthy church, mm-hmm. we should be attracting more and more of that. So, yeah. Okay, so on the other side of things, let's talk about some positives. Okay, great. So um, what about this generation gives you hope for the future? There's so much that gives me hope, but sort of keeping in the same, um, same way of thinking. When your generation really does grab a hold of something, they really do lean in a lot more. They will, they will go super deep into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think about, you know, my generation growing up, you had the people, I always want to try to say people were more in the middle. Yeah. And what I mean by that was we all sort of knew a little bit about everything mm-hmm. and probably a whole lot of nothing. But you, you're more likely to run into a kid at high school who if, let's say it's electronics, mm-hmm. they've, they've do, they have been able to dive deep into that. Yeah. And they will, they will sit there and probably could just monologue to you for an hour mm-hmm. about some of the different things. Yeah. I mean, he's probably not going to listen to this, but we'll talk about Cameron here for a second. Okay. Because Cameron has that, that mentality, right? Yes, he does. Like, if there's something that really interests him. He dives down deep into it right and then like he'll try to use it in conversation ask you questions about it and, and you're I'm going like, like what are you talking about right, right. now <laughs> and and as as unique as that is maybe to your generation more so than ones previous what i really love about that is and what makes me excited about that is specifically for the church if we can figure out how to use that use those gifts mm-hmm. going forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, like just as a, from a pastoral standpoint, makes my world so much easier mm-hmm. uh, because you're more, um, you're more specialized. I guess that's the best word to use it in in your area. You're more wanting to dive down deep in that area, mm-hmm. and I, and that's one of the things I really do like. Mm-hmm. The other side of it that I, that I really do like is. Your generation is more willing to talk to what would, what has always been the fringe people. And what I mean by that is the personalities that may not be in the large group. Yeah. Your generation more so than others would have, I don't want to say accepted them, but you, you will we'll go and talk to them. You go and talk to them. Yeah. The, the social... The social norms, the social cues mm-hmm. of previous groups are not there. No. And while well, you guys still will still have clicks, you'll yeah. still have your teams, and you still have the your you know your groups, but you'll still go talk to other groups, and you won't just be in your single group, right? Um, you know, so so to help people, so to help a listener think about this, uh, you know, if you're you're if you're my age or older, we had. Groups where you you might you might have been an athlete, you might have mm-hmm. been a football player, you might have been a band member, you might have been uh, one of the art kids. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. And not that we we sort of we just sort of stayed in those groups. Mm-hmm. 
one of the things that I think is really interesting and exciting is that you're, I see a lot of your group being able just to do multiple things. You yeah. fit in multiple groups. Yeah. And you don't really let other people sort of pigeonhole you into one or the other. No. And that's that's another thing that I really do like because, mm-hmm. you know, thinking from a church perspective, that's that's not, not only is that outreach, which it is, mm-hmm. it's also uh, being part of a welcoming group, mm-hmm. um, forming those relationships at church, all of those things that we as a church have to continually worry about is sort of, it's almost sort of pre-baked in to your group. Mm-hmm. And I really do like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. I really am excited about that. So those are, you know, well, there's probably more. Those are the two big ones that I seem to think about. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next question is, what do you think is a key to reaching the next generation? For us to reach the next generation, I think it really is twofold. Number one is, I think that the emphasis on the social media platforms is so much higher than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do mean that by web, you know, websites, podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, down to the, some of the social media platforms such as Instagram, you know, TikTok as long as the government allows us to sort of keep it. Mm-hmm. All of these different things because that's where that, that's where your generation is. Yes. That's more valuable to your generation than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. Now it's not been around for a while, and I understand that, but it's more that's more valuable. Yes. And we as a church have to make a deliberate emphasis to, to go to go that way. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not, you know, bringing in, you know, hundreds of people. You're affecting people. You're affecting people. That's right. Able to bring people in because of it. Right. And the way I always look at it is if you were to talk to one of your friends about about Lighthouse or about the podcast, Mm -hmm. what's where are they going to go look for that at? They're not going to they're not going to just take your word for it. What are they going to do? Hey, are you guys already on? Are you on TikTok? Are you on Snapchat? Are you on Instagram? Instagram. Yeah. What no? What are you on? Yeah. So I can come find you. Because that's the the sort of the validation side of that, mm-hmm. and 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 so I think that's a very very much a key point. The second part of that, which I, I do think semi of a worry, but I think you can overcome, is putting the personal connection into that. Mm-hmm. Because when you guys are on, when we are on the social media things. I, I always sort of look at social media as being isolated together. That's a good way to describe social media. Right, because we're all, when I say we're all isolated, we're all looking at our phone mm-hmm. or on our computer, wherever you happen to be watching it. But we're all, we can all be in the same room. But we're all isolated. But we're all isolated because we're all, that's, that's sort of how we're looking at it. One of the challenges then becomes, okay, it's not just the virtual side. It's not just the social media side. It's how do I put a person mm-hmm. in place or, you know, th- to make that transition from virtual to physical reality mm-hmm. and have them walk through the door or have them start the conversation or whatever ends up happening to be. 
But whenever I think about that, though, I mean, that's sort of how everything's going. And that's that from doctor's appointments to, mm-hmm. you know, some schooling. And yeah, there's a lot of virtualness to it. Yes. But at some point in time, there has to be a physical interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is that's whenever the person does walk through the door. Yeah. You know, how are they, how are they still being greeted? Mm-hmm. Can we connect everything together? Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. I think that's a challenge, but uh, I think that's part of it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that even goes t- into the future because let's just be real. None of us understood what TikTok was going to become. No. And there's probably another platform on the horizon. Yeah. Whatever that ends up having to be. Mm-hmm. And we, we as a church, you know, sometimes we, we tread into it quickly. Sometimes we don't. And that's, a, that's another conversation for another, you know, episode of Ask Pastor Mark. Um, but whatever ends up having to be, whatever that platform is, number one, are we using it as a church to to reach out to our community and to reach people. Mm-hmm. But then are we also using that platform to help bring those people into the church? Into the church. Yeah. Uh, hopefully physically. No, there's still seats for them to come mm-hmm. and sit. Uh, but that also means, hey, look for the person who maybe, maybe the person who wants to follow along with us is, you know, maybe they're mul- multiple miles away. So they have to join virtually. Maybe they join virtually. You know, maybe there's a, it's a, someone who might be homesick or they're, uh, maybe they have to be homebound for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, think about, uh, even think about Bob and Pam. Mm-hmm. You know, because of their medical situation, they sort of had to isolate for a while. Yeah. Do we as a church offer enough virtual to help connect those people to the physical church. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a challenge, but I also look forward to it because again, you guys just sort of just embrace it and almost like second nature. Mm-hmm. And that's really exciting. So, so I can ask a question. Oh yeah. Okay. So I think a question, not on script, different question is some people struggle with the idea of having to actually interact in person right. because of being isolated on social media. They, they never get to that part where they have to actually interact. Right. Now, I don't have that problem because I'm a social butterfly, (laughs) but some people (laughs) do have that problem. Right. So I guess my question is, how do you help people with that problem? But how does it like a challenge? Right. Well, one of the things is we don't ever try to isolate. We don't continue to isolate them. Mm -hmm. Also is we, we sort of provide opportunities to allow them to start feeling more and more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, like I always try to s- tell people, you know, please go and check us out online. You know, go watch a YouTube video or mm-hmm. a Facebook video of a, of a, I think we put the whole sermon up there. Yeah. Go, go watch one of the whole things. That will give you a good baseline for what a service would be. Mm-hmm. So number one, the reason I ask you to do that is because that will automatically sort of alleviate some of those worries. Hey, what do they do? What's the, what's the ebb and the flow of a service? What's yeah. the? That way, you're not pressured into going into a service having no clue what's going to happen. Absolutely. And then, uh, the number two, I want to encourage you to just come to a service. Mm-hmm. 
uh, there's a couple of things that we no longer do. You know, we do not have the stand and greet time anymore. You know, you go to some churches and you stand and you're shaking hands with people you don't know and it feels awkward and yeah, we've eliminated that. COVID helped us kill that. <laughs> do you not like that? No, no, I didn't. Um, that's even from a pastoral standpoint. Uh, and I understand people who miss it and I get you. you God get bless me. you. You get me. God I, bless myself. Yeah, I got you. God bless you. Um, but what I want you to understand is that we're going to try to make you feel welcomed. I'm not going to try to overwhelm you because they just really do care. They're going yeah. to ask you, hey, do you need anything? Yeah. And and please just go. You can and yeah. you can just say no. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But they really do want to make sure that you've. Mm-hmm. It's like a positive challenge that you have almost. Like yeah. It's a good intention. Really, it is. It's just it's hard for some people who can't. Right. Deal with that too well. And then we also try not to leave you alone too much either. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one of the worst things being a visitor is to come into a church. You've been welcomed at the door. You come and you sit down. You might be a little bit early. You might be there four or five minutes And you early. feel like you're completely by yourself. And you completely, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I felt like that one time we went to this church. And, like, we were just sitting there. And I, like, I didn't, I was, like, lost. Like, I thought, like, I was just so by myself. Right. And it was like nobody was like around me and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and the great thing about, you know, you guys being pastor's kids, uh, especially in that time as we were in between churches, mm-hmm. you got to get, you got to experience quite a bit of that. Yeah. And it definitely puts a different outlook on you whenever you're thinking about how our visitor is going to come in and visit your church and what are they going to see and what are they going to notice first. Right. And one of the challenges that we are having is with this upcoming generation as they're coming into our church mm-hmm. is sort of striking that balance. Yeah. And the what just like we talked about, it's doing all the other things to help you get ready so that when you walk through the door, I don't want you to feel my ultimate goal is to make you feel at home. Mm-hmm. However, I want to remove as much anxieties you might have i want to remove as much as many of the questions as i can mm-hmm. before you ever get there mm-hmm. so that whenever you do get here oh okay j- you know i was watching this on i know that i know what they're going to do i yeah. know i kind of know what to expect from pastor mark mm-hmm. ish um, <laughs> only ish though not yeah. fully <laughs> even i'm surprised sometimes people <laughs> and i'm his daughter <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! I probably I may have to I may have to cut that one out now. Um, <laughs> what's really great, and I want to end, sort of end on this positive note, is one of the things that makes me really excited about about the upcoming generation is that when you guys do decide, okay, this is the place I'm going to be. This is this is the place where you know whether that's church, whether that's school, whatever it ends up being. Make sure that we are. Again, also all part of the same team, all going the same way. And all have the same goal. All have the same goal. Uh, because I, what ends up happening is as soon as I get you into the door, you know, and I'm pointing at, at Taylor, but, you know, once I get you, you're able to go do something, and then that attracts someone else. And, and then so forth. It, so it just snowballs. It just kind of snowballs from there, which is very, very exciting. Yes. So do you want to do the ending or do I get to do it? I think I want to try to do it. All right. You want me to start? Yes. 
Thank you for listening to the Light 1031 podcast with Mark Rogers and Taylor Rogers. We hope that today's episode helped to encourage you in your walk with God. If you liked today's episode, you can find more information, including links, show notes, and more at lighthousesilva.com. We ask you to join us next time for another episode of Light 1031. You did really well. Thanks. I think I'm going to lose my job. (laughs) Just maybe. (laughs) 